Hello everybody and welcome to episode 28 of DMDR. This is Jeremy Connor. This episode is called Fathers Don't Let Your Children Grow Up to Be Dickheads. Seriously, this is an epic pandemic now of entitled assholes. It is so prevalent now, I can't go out in public and just not notice it everywhere. And I believe the biggest cause of all this is weak-ass men. Another thing is, is fellas, y'all gotta quit babying your girls. A lot of us guys are bad about turning our daughters into little princesses, and we're making a hard time for every fella trying to date her or marry her when she's older. I've got a three-year-old daughter, just as cute as a button, but I don't just let her get away with everything. If she pulls some horse shit, I make sure to call her out on it. Of course, you know, she's three years old, so I don't put the hammer down hard. I just call her out on it. I don't let her slide by just because she's my adorable little baby girl. I don't hold her to any different standards that I hold my boy to. I'm somewhat hard on my boy. I'm not too overbearing. I just want to make sure that he's not soft. You see a lot of these soft boys where they only live for playing their video games. They don't know how to do a lick of hard work. They don't know how to do stuff they don't want to do. And I don't let my son get by with that. And I've noticed he has gotten so much more confidence. Currently he hates playing baseball. But then he plays and then he's glad he went. And we have done that back and forth all year. It's not that I insist on him playing a sport. I just insist him finishing what he starts. And I'm seeing him get so much better at everything. The easy thing to do is just be like, alright, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. But that's not how life works. So he's going to finish out the ball season. And he's learned so much more now. He's made more friends. Sometimes as parents, you have to have your kids do things they don't want to do. And a lot of us were maybe forced to do things we didn't want to do when we were kids. And we're like, well, we're not going to make our kids do that. You got to have a little bit of balance. Don't be overbearing and make them do every sport in the book to fulfill your dreams and all that. Just have them take on a few things. Do it for a year. If they don't like it, then they don't have to do it next year. Try something else until they find their thing. But going back to my daughter, when she does something wrong, I don't let her skate by on it. Now, I don't whip my children. I've never spanked either. Okay, I've got three kids. I've never spanked a one of them. But I don't have to. Back when I was a kid, we didn't have shit, so that was all they had, you know. They couldn't take away the PlayStation, because that wasn't even invented yet, so if I messed up, I got my ass whipped. Well, nowadays, it's kind of not needed. I remember my brother, he used to get his ass whipped all the time, it seemed like. But he would just assume take a whooping and get it out of the way, and then he could go do whatever. But with a kid, the same deal, you can whoop them, it's over. But if you take their PlayStation for a week, that gets their attention. And it's hard to teach kids to keep their hands off other people if you're using your hands to whoop them. I used to be whole hog for corporal punishment, but in 20 years, I've never needed it. I can raise my voice a little, or I can take away a game, and that works just fine. With my daughter, it's timeouts, and I really have to do that. She's a good kid, but I just don't let her get her way because she's a cute little girl. And a lot of us dads are bad about that. But that shit ain't so cute when they're in their teens, is it? They could throw a little tantrum when they're three and be like, "Oh, so cute. They pull that shit at 16, it ain't so damn cute. So you gotta 
call their bluff, if they're throwing a damn tantrum, they still don't get their way. They especially don't get their way. Because you've got to teach them kids how to act as adults. Your job is to prepare your kids to be able to live amongst other people when they're grown and out of the house. I love my kids, and I am lucky because I have the benefit of raising one child to adulthood, and now I've got two kids, and I get a redo, and I know how it works now. As much as I loved my oldest daughter, she still had to grow up and move out and move on. And I'm not there to see her every day to help her out, so she has to count on the things I taught her when she was living with me and she was a child. And I'm seeing it reap some benefits as she's in her 20s now. She's got a pretty good head on her shoulders. She's a good person. And it's like my kids, I love having my kids live at my home with me. With my first daughter, you know, I had to share her with my ex-wife. I get to see my kids now every single day. But eventually, and you never know when, they're going to move out of the house and start their own lives. So I have to teach them how to be humans. And I'm seeing way too many dickheads out in the world, and I don't want my kids to be one of them. There's a lot of selfishness, a lot of entitlement. And like I said earlier, weak men allows that shit to happen. It's like these entitled women. I have been treated so dirty. I've seen women treat other people dirty. Because they think they're owed something. And everybody is to a point owed something. We owe each other respect. But that don't mean you get to lord over everybody and everything. You don't get to be selfish and self-centered. If you're self-centered, that's just an awful disease. People that don't know how to share and think the world revolves around themselves. The sense of community is pretty much well gone nowadays. I see some of the cringiest things on social media now the expectations that men and women both have and i guess that really started with the men because us guys were so mean when it came to overweight women and women that didn't wear makeup some of us fives thought we didn't deserve anything less than a nine or a ten and it's flipped around and now a lot of ladies have these expectations that you should be flawless in every way and be no shorter than six foot tall and make so many figures a year and we're looking on all the outside stuff attraction's fine but when that's all you look for you're really missing out it's just like us fellas baby and our daughters she's cute and cuddly now but if you don't hold her to the same standards as you do your sons you're building a little psychopath there's too many entitled women and there's too many entitled men and as parents, it's our job to stop that. So what do you think causes entitlement? What I think causes entitlement, starting off with the parents, is just letting your kids just do whatever they want just because you're too lazy to be a parent and do anything about it. I know how easy it is to just give them a tablet and send them on their way, and that's not the way to do it. Yeah, it's fine to buy yourself a little bit of peace every now and then, but when it becomes the go-to... Eventually, your kids quit asking to play with you. All they want to do is play on their tablet and on their games, and you're missing out. I enjoy the time I got with my kids, and that's just part of it is having a relationship with your children. If you baby your kids all the time, they're going to be entitled. If you give them whatever they want, they're going to be entitled. I see a lot of that. I know a family where the kids just treat the mom like hell, and she still 
gives them whatever they want, and they just get worse and worse. If I was their dad, I would be cutting cords left and right. There would be no PlayStation or Wii's or Switches or whatever the hell they got now. I'd be like, alright, y'all are living in an empty room until y'all learn how to treat me with some damn respect. But that was the mom's fault for letting them get away with it for years. I actually got a wise piece of advice once saying, even if your kids have been through a lot, don't treat them like they're broken. Because a lot of people do that. Maybe you've gone through a messy divorce or just a tragedy happened in your family. And so you want to baby your kids, but you still got to be that parent and call them out on their horseshit sometimes. Something else I think that really is causing a lot of sense of entitlement, especially with women, is the social media. If you're a good-looking woman, you've got tens of hundreds of guys just simping all over you, telling you how great you are, and these girls let the hype get to them, and they're like thinking they're practically goddesses at this point, and they get bored and they start treating guys like shit. To them, it's a game. They don't feel empathy. They don't feel any kind of remorse. Because they can keep these guys on a damn string. I've been in relationships where the woman would treat me like shit until I got a gut full. Then she would turn on the, oh, I love you so much. And do all this nice stuff just to turn to an asshole all over again once she got me reeled back in. Just know that there are some people that are shitty and get away from them. And it seems like we reward entitlement now. Remember that cash me outside girl on Dr. Phil? She just... She was this young teenage girl that was just awful. And it didn't shame her into being a better person, I don't guess. Matter of fact, she, I believe, is a multimillionaire now. She does music and all that. I mean, all that did was propel her even higher up. Hopefully, she's a good person now. I don't know an awful lot about her personally. Maybe all that shit's just for show. It's hard for me to take anything as truth anymore if you see it on TV or the internet. It seems like just about every show I watched when I was younger was bullshit. Whether it's flipping houses or flipping cars, the dating shows, all that was bullshit. It was scripted. And so I've just learned you can't take anything you see as truth. That girl on Dr. Phil might be the sweetest thing on the planet. She was just playing a part. Because the media is real quick about being able to give us something to hate. And I just remember when that came out, everybody was like, oh, can you believe this shithead? I would be amused if she's nothing like that in real life, because I see a lot of it for real in real life, just at damn Walmart. Selfishness and greed. Rich people get a lot of flack for being selfish and greedy, and I'm sure plenty of them are, but greed is just as epidemic in poor people. Hell, it might even be worse. I have a lot of respect for poor people that work hard, they have a right to feel any certain way about something because at least they're trying. But if you're a poor person that thinks they're entitled to things, there are things you are entitled to. I think everybody should be entitled to enough food and enough housing. And I think everybody should be entitled to a little bit of fun. Everybody should be entitled to a certain quality of life. And then to get to extra, work a little harder. But nobody should struggle to live. Just like here in the United States, you know, if you break your leg or something, you're financially screwed. Healthcare here sucks so bad. I believe in population control, but I believe that us as a people should be responsible enough not to be pumping out kids left and right that we don't take care of. 
a lot of us feel entitled to throw all the blame on rich people when a lot of us are just as bad to blame. Parents don't teach their kids, hey, you don't want to be pumping out five or six kids before you're 30. We don't live in those times where that's sustainable. And it seems like our population just keeps doubling and doubling. And we're going to run out of room and resources. But that's a talk for another time, I'd suppose. But entitlement, it just hurts everybody. Man in Japan, I've read a lot of stories about how polite they are to each other. Except when it comes to getting into subway cars for some reason, they'll just push and shove their way all through that shit. But everything else, like they can trust their kids out in the streets, they can trust people not to steal things, and I'm sure that they have thieves just like anywhere else. But I've heard people that has went to Japan to teach say it's just like a whole different planet. That's what I want for America. I want us to, you know, people say, oh, you're American, you must be so polite. We don't hear that shit. The first thing they think about Americans is we're overweight, rednecks, and we like to get in other people's business. That's like the first thing. Our stereotypes are not very positive. A lot of people talk about Asia. The first thing you picture in your head is calculators and polite Japanese people waiting in line, you know. I would like to get America to not be a laughing stock no more. Our shit's so messed up now. Our politics are damn goofy now. I guess they always have been. That's one thing you can say about America. Our politics is interesting to the world. I remember being a real little kid and people were shocked that Ronald Reagan was going to be our president because he'd been in the movies. And it's so wild about Donald Trump being president because everybody laughed saying there ain't no way. And he ended up winning. And his fan base is like super loyal. Say what you want about the fella. I don't know if anyone's got a stronger fan base because Biden, Biden's pissing off both sides. What's so wild? This is completely got nothing to do with the podcast but kamala harris hell i don't i haven't heard her name on the news since she's been vice president i would have thought this would have been a bigger deal it was like when trump was president he was on tv all the damn time you saw pence quite a bit biden's barely on tv kamala's never on tv i have not seen her once i might be missing it but i'm like what's going on here Yes, it's neither here nor there. It's just me not understanding much of anything. That's why you got to take my advice with a grain of salt, because hell, I'm just winging it. Speaking of Dr. Phil, I had a comedian buddy of mine message me this morning saying they was going to talk about me a little bit on their podcast, and he asked if I would mind if he labeled me as the Boot Hill Dr. Phil. And man, I couldn't be more excited. I was like, man, that's funny as crap. Yeah. <laughs> Boot Hill Dr. Phil. Thing of it is, though, is, hell, I don't know what I'm talking about. These are just merely observations from a lower middle class fella that's never got through college. I guess if I could say anything, I'm not lying to nobody. I'm trying to tell you what I think is right, but I could be so damn wrong. But we will be right back right after this. Hey St. Louis Cardinals and Chicago Cubs fans. Listen to One Cardinals, One Cub and One Beer. Hosted by JJ Jackson and Vincent Opper on Spotify and YouTube.
Hey everybody, this is Eric Russler. Please check out the best podcast with Eric Russler on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Playlists. You can just go to ercomedy.com and it'll take you straight to all of those platforms. Come listen to the Chicken Noodle Podcast with Austin Campbell. Mondays on Spotify. But yeah, I'm just tired of seeing entitled people. I don't like how people can be greedy and not care about other people. I was just telling my wife tonight, I won a raffle at work two years ago. And I won some free Dr. Pepper swag at work. And I hardly ever win anything. That might be the third time in my life I've ever won anything. And so for the past two years, every time they've had a raffle, I don't put my name in. You know, give somebody else a chance. And that actually, karma-wise, has really helped me out. One of my most favorite comedians, Bobcat Goldweight. I got to see him at the comedy club that was down here. And I was buddies with the people that ran the place, and they got me front row seats. And so I was just an arm's reach away from Bobcat Goldweight, and I was thrilled. That was a good date night for me and the wife. Just had a blast. Well, the fellow that owned the place... Gave me free tickets for the next night. And I was like, man, thanks so much. And my wife couldn't go, but I went again by myself. And the door guy was going to put me in the front row right next to Bobcat again. And I said, man, thank you. I really do appreciate it. But go ahead and give somebody else a shot. I I got to sit front row last night. It was amazing. I'm going to sit in the back here. These are free tickets. I ain't going to complain a bit. And this fella insisted I sit in the front. I'm like, nah, man, thanks, buddy, but uh, put somebody else there. And so I sat in the back. Well, at the end of the show, Bobcat's notorious for not wanting to shake hands and do autographs and stuff anymore because he got COVID real damn bad, and so he's gun-shy, and I can't say I blame him. But after the show, he's walking to the back, and he stopped for me to shake his hand. I got to shake his hand, and I guarantee there ain't no way I could have got to do that if I had sat in the front. I don't know. I just feel like karma got my back on that one. And I'm ashamed of how much of a thrill that was to shake that man's hand. I'm like, man, this guy was like my childhood. He was buddies with Robin Williams. It's just, this is so cool to me. I don't know. I just feel like I won a small little victory with that one. But teach your kids that there's rewards to being patient and kind to other people and not being self-centered and just being a good person. I don't think a lot of parents take the time to teach their kids to be good people. I try... To teach my son especially to be patient, hold open doors for people, and just be polite. I got a buddy, Eric Russler. You've heard me talk about him probably a hundred times now. Excellent comedian. His pet peeve is shopping carts. He says that is the litmus test of what kind of person you are. He said it doesn't take nothing to put your shopping cart back where it belongs. Instead of just leaving it out in the parking lot. And he teaches his son that too. Sometimes he has him and his son to go get the shopping carts for the shopping cart folks. And I remember me and him did a podcast together and he said, man, my son will ask me, why are we doing this? And Eric says, buddy, some poor assholes getting paid next to nothing to have to do this so we can make his day a little bit easier. And that's thoughtful, man. That's a good man there. And you're teaching your boy to be a good man. I hope that's something that sticks with his son the rest of his life. Like, hey, we need to look out for each other, too. Because it is. It's easy just to put your stuff in your car 
and just say hell with it and leave your cart hanging out there all willy-nilly letting some poor walmart guy go grab it but it's the little things that matter not littering picking up after yourself dads and moms you need to teach your daughters not to use their looks like currency yeah you might be good looking but that don't mean you get to treat other humans like dirt just because they'll let you that's just not the way to be not to say you shouldn't teach your kids to be tough because they absolutely need to learn how to be tough they need to learn how to demand respect demand and respect and being a cunt is two different things i worked with a lady that did deserve respect and i gave it to her but she was also a cunt and i had to piece out of that pretty fast another thing you need to teach your daughters is you can't fix somebody these girls like to get the guys that are edgy and dangerous just about no woman i've known is exempt and us guys do the same thing with girls my first few girlfriends were pretty hard-nosed in comparison to me and i i found that exciting my first girlfriend i loved her to pieces but she had a rough upbringing and she was just too wild for me now with my wife now she had a pretty rough upbringing but she went through a lot of hard stuff but she made herself better and she's calm now she's not the same person she was 20 years ago if you're growing no one's what they were 20 years ago thank god i'm not the same guy i'm in my 40s now and by the time i'm in my 60s i, I hope i'm a better version of what i am now Another thing I think is causing all this entitlement is they never get called out on it. We use being good people as an excuse not to say nothing. We want to keep the peace. It's like the old saying, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Man, ain't that the truth. Just recently, my wife had to step in and mom some kids that was not hers. Long story short, is there's this single mom, and the kids are just rotten to her. She's overwhelmed. She's a single working mom, and they can't even do the smallest things as chores, and they make fun of their mom and say just the awfulest shit to their mom. And my wife caught wind of that, and she lit their asses up. She didn't lay hands on them, but boy, she kicked their ass with her words. She said stuff like, how dare you, the one person in the world that loves y'all, and you're treating her like this? And I mean, she had them red in the face by the time she was done, and I'm proud of her, because that's what them kids needed to hear. Them kids have been through a lot, and they're hurting themselves. But my wife was telling them how they should take care of of the one person that's always had their back and i believe she got through to him my wife cared enough to take the time to say something was it her place i don't know i'm glad she did this wasn't my wife trying to be a nosy karen it was her being like hey kids you're gonna have to treat your mom with some damn respect because that's what she deserves there's too many damn karens out there that just want to stick their damn dick in everything and it not be for a good reason Sometimes I think it's fine to be nosy if it's for a good purpose. It ain't just being a nosy asshole. If you see evil things, say, hey, that shit's messed up. Knock it off. People need to know that their actions in public can reap repercussions. You didn't, you didn't just talk any away when I was a kid because 
there'd be someone real quick to rock your shit. If you mouth it off to somebody, there's a pretty good chance he's going to be eating knuckles. And to a point, I'm sure that's still that way now. It's so wild. It's like, used to, two boys could get into a fight and be friends for life afterwards. Sometimes people need some checks and balances, and sometimes that comes in the, f- the form of an ass whipping. I know that I didn't get much respect at all until I fought for the first time. And sometimes you gotta demand respect or fight for it. Because being a twat, being a puss, that ain't no way to live. So parents, just be mindful of the kind of kids you're raising. Don't let them be self-centered ass wipes. We got plenty of that right now. I'm thinking things are so bad now with that that it's gotta start turning around sometime. There's a lot of good people left in this world, but I sure would like them to way outnumber the right ones. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I was a shitty person for a while. My 20s sucked. The first half of my 20s, I was just beat down, had a miserable life. And like my wife has always said, hurt people hurt other people. So for the next five years after that, I was a piece of shit to any woman I was with, seemed like. I'm glad I got that turned around. I don't want to spend my 40s and 50s and 60s being a miserable old shit. I'm enjoying my wife and my kids and enjoying my life in general. That's what I want for everybody. So y'all, it was good saying hey to y'all. Y'all take care. DMDR is written and produced by Jeremy Connor and Hungry Purple Kittens Productions.
but we will be right back right after this. <laughs> 